Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including anime, sometimes, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Andy Potter. Hello. John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And Michael Smith. I do this for you. <laughs> well, we'll see what you're doing for them, which is anime. <laughs> uh, this We are... We don't, don't typically talk, uh, anime here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Uh, sometimes, not, not, uh, not specifically not doing it, but we tend to focus on Western animation. But today we are getting into the current season of anime, the fall 2018 season, shows that have been premiering in September and October of 2018. These shows are currently airing and most of about five or six episodes aired. We'll be giving you our mid-year review of this season of anime. Just, we happened, a few of us happened to have been watching a lot of animes this season. Uh, we're enjoying a lot of them. And we're going to tell you our thoughts on them, including what's our anime of the season, what's the best one we're watching so far. Uh, me, uh, John, and Andy have seen a handful of shows, and special guest Michael has seen every single anime that's airing this year, so he will be a definitive source for every show. We're not going to go through every single show, but we're going to go through the most prominent ones and the ones multiple of us are watching, and then Michael can hit on some other prominent ones at the end that only he's seeing. So uh, That's not a hyperbole, by the way. Michael literally has watched everything. Yeah, ch- check out his- I have check out suffered his- for all of you. You are yes. welcome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> suffered, hopefully enjoyed some, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, check out Michael's written review, 12,000 words on this whole season of anime at OverlyAnimated.com. You click on articles, you can find that if you want more extensive thoughts on every anime uh, that that's airing this year. But yes, uh, we're getting into a bunch of shows, including shows like Zombieland Saga, Bloom Into You, uh, Bunny Girl Senpai, Release the Spice, Sword Art Online. I'm very excited for that. And uh, some other, <laughs> Gridman, otherwise, so all of your, all of your favorites this season will be giving you our thoughts on good and bad. So find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Um, and uh, we have an anime feed if you want to subscribe to our occasional anime podcast overly an- uh, uh, iTunes search for overly animated anime you'll find that and uh, subscribe to our YouTube you won't miss any of our podcasts youtube.com slash overly animated so um, spoil- in terms of spoilers uh, we're going to generally keep this on the spoiler light side I mean all these shows have only aired half of their episodes these shows are currently airing so there's not really too many spoilers we don't know what the endings are yet and for the record we're recording this on November 8th um, the late sixth episode of Zombieland Saga came out today. So like, this is the context of releasing in the future. We've not seen the second half of these shows yet. Um, we're going to try to not give too many spoilers, but we might, uh, if, if you want to be super cautious though, you might want to tune out after the beginning. Um, but, uh, if, if I, I don't think it's going to be too bad, honestly, most of these shows don't have uh, a high amount of spoilers and we'll be careful not to spoil anything major basically is, is what I'll say. Um, but that being said, we are going to get into the first thing is our anime of the season. Um, this is, uh, what's the anime of the season? That's what I always hear in the anime community. What's the best anime of the season? So we're not at the end yet. We don't know what for sure will be, but we know what is currently our favorite of the shows we are watching. So that's really the question we're answering. Cause except for Michael, who can give you the definitive anime of the season, <laughs> the rest of us are only watching like five or six shows. So what's the favorite among shows you're watching? Let's start with Andy. Uh, so this sort so out online. No, definitely not. What? But um, but Andy, it's your favorite <laughs> oh show. My god. Oh my, my god! I am shocked. Online. Shocked. You watch I... every episode of every season. Okay, no, yeah, no, I'm no. gonna get to this later. I'm gonna get to this later. <laughs> this is not the time. But Dylan, I we're not. I can't talk about Banana Fish here, correct? We're not. Let's not included, right? Uh, yeah, but we're premiering in uh, September, October of this okay. year. Yeah. Okay. Then, then in that case, I'd say my favorite right now is. I'd say Bunny Girl Senpai, which I would not have predicted at all. Yes, Based Rascal something something Bunny Girl Senpai, yes. Yeah, it's really, it's, it, 
the concept is one of the most stupid things I've ever read, and there's a lot of fan service that I can do completely without. But at the heart of the show, there's a really good romance, and I kind of hate it for that because it actually made me feel things. I felt for the characters, and it shouldn't be good, but it is, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> wow, rave reviews of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl, Bunny Girl sci-fi from Mandy. Me, I don't want to like it, Dylan, because it has so many problematic elements, but it's good. And his favorite show is, yet again, something he hates to watch. <laughs> I sense a theme with this, but yeah. And Andy's also on all of our Ruby podcasts. I think we are we have a common element with the Andy character Yeah, we here. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Andy. It hurts so good. Andy, basically. Andy's in on Bunny Girl sent by John. Uh, what is your anime of the season so far? Um, again, this is an anime I didn't think I was going to like, but I'm going with Zombieland Saga. Um. And, I, and I'm going to have to give Michael credit for this because when he described it to me in the beginning, it's like, these, this is about an idol group uh, who are zombies and they're doing death metal. And from my Gretzko podcast, you know I love death metal! No, pass so, on that. But this one was surprising to me because it's just, the characters are really great. The concept is just banana land weird. It's teenage zombie girls have to form an idol group to save Saga which is a prefecture in Japan, and they do all these weird stunts to stay famous. It's a parody of Japanese idol culture, which is, which I wish I knew more of, and this episode actually, this show actually makes me want to learn more of it, but it just has so, it just has great interesting plot lines. The characters are all hilarious. The slapstick is brilliant, and of all these animes, this is the one that I would, that I actually look forward to seeing the day it comes out. Like, some I could, like, wait and wait a day and I won't feel too much. I do, I almost have to see the next episode of this of this anime and i'm really glad to have seen it nice okay yeah that's a, that's one a lot of people are fans of we'll dive into that in more detail in a little bit uh michael you can actually definitively weigh in here so uh tell us why we're wrong and what is the true anime of the season <laughs> i mean i can't tell you why you're wrong dylan you haven't given I haven't gone yet. yeah that's true <clears throat> but okay i'll tell john and andy why they're wrong and then i can <laughs> tell you why you're wrong after you tell yes, me fair okay the best anime this season is very clearly one that None of you are watching, and I mean none of you, including the listeners, because this show is criminally underrated, and it is called Double Decker, Doug and Kirill, which is a dumb little show that's like CSI with anime cops, and it's also <laughs> secretly the most progressive anime of the season, except for the one that is literally gay. There's, a, there's just a lot of stuff in it. There's some gay cops, there's a trans character, there's a pro-union episode... The narrator is great. The main character is stupid. Everyone knows he's stupid and makes fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. And yet they're all just kind of wholesome and it's really fun. Nice. It's the best. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I did not know the show existed until Michael started raving about it recently. So, um, but yeah, we'll go, we'll get into a little bit more detail on it, uh, later. But yeah, that apparently out of all the 50, that is the number one. So that's, uh, high, pra- high praise here from Michael on Double Decker. Um, for me, uh, my anime of the season is Release the Spice. Um, this is the show that by far I am enjoying the most out of, uh, the six shows that are animes that I'm watching this season. And it's really the anime that I've enjoyed the most in a long time, honestly. Um, I'm not going to claim that this is like the best of the six that I'm watching, but it is definitely the most entertaining, which is what I'm looking to get out of anime. I think number first and foremost is, um, cause really, I don't, 
maybe a reason why we don't cover anime as frequently. I don't think most animes are like top tier television. Um, I don't think that's blasphemous to say, but, uh, so in an absence of that, what I want is highly entertaining, uh, shows and release the spice is so much fun. It moves really fast. It's this, uh, it's basically totally spies the anime. Um, it's these, uh, six, uh, high school girls who are for some reason, uh, super secret spies and, uh, they go on, uh, these, these trips and defeat like drug lords and stuff. And, uh, they, 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 they take spice and they chomp on it and then their eyes glow up and then they have like, uh, super strength and stuff. Um, and, uh, there's also like pairings between the three, uh, mentor and mentees. And, uh, they, uh, it's, it's like borderline, not quite actually, uh, explicitly, uh, queer, but, uh, definitely up to that point that anime gets. Um, it's, it's really not just explicitly a, queer. Yeah, it's yeah. like a plus five on the anime gay scale. It's basically as, thing. It's, yeah, it's as much as you can get it being, yeah. while being anime gay, was, not explicit representation, but almost it, to that point. It was as subtle as a hippo on roller skates. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's not subtle. It's just that they're not like saying that they're girlfriends or anything is, is what I mean. Um, it's not as gay as the one anime the, the, yeah, that's which actually is, gay. <laughs> yeah. Bloom and Tea, which we'll be getting to later. But yeah, Release the Spice is just a ton of fun and I'll get, we'll get into it more in a little bit. Um, so. Yes, there's there's our favorites. Uh, I'm glad we had four separate shows there, and there's also some other uh, prominent ones we haven't yet talked about as well. But uh, I think first let's let's dive into more detail here on Zombieland Saga, um, and uh, this is maybe one of the most popular ones I think of, of the season. Maybe the ones that uh, any uh, random person listening would have a highest chance of of watching right now. Um, we're not going to spend too much time on each show because we have a lot to get through. Um, but uh, yeah, Zombieland Saga is. Um, these uh, I don't know, how many? How many are there? Six, seven. There, um, are, uh, there are seven. You cannot forget the, the legendary, legendary time. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get, I have a lot to say about her. But um, <laughs> well, also, yeah, 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 best they, boy producer Coon. Yes, producer uh, Coon. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, the best character. But yeah, these they're they're zombies. Uh, they died. They're now zombies, but they're idols. That's all you really need to know about. <laughs> yeah, <they're- laughs> My, my one sentence description for Zombieland Saga is Zombieland Saga has the best first episode of any show this season, and you should all go watch it. Yeah, that is, even, that's not a stretch. Even even if you're not going to uh, watch the rest of the show, you should at least watch the first minute um, <laughs> and hopefully the rest of the first episode, the second episode as well. But at least go watch the first minute because it's hilarious and fantastic. Um, and uh, The best sh- opening to anything this entire oh, yeah. season. Yeah, oh. by far. Yeah, probably the best first minute of an anime I've seen, which is not to say, I mean, it's in one minute, but, uh, it's, it's, it's really fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is like the meme show, I guess, of the year. Like, uh, but, but it's also like a serious, it's like a, a show that's playing its, its elements straight because really at its core, this is an idol show. Um, and, uh, it's, it's zombies, but they're idols, but it's, it's mostly just an idol show with some subversive parody elements. Um, Michael, you had a pretty clear take on in your review on Zombieland Saga. What's the short version of how you feel about the show? The short version of Zombieland Saga is Zombieland Saga is a great idol parody anime that unfortunately frequently delves into just being a regular old good idol anime. It is at its best when it is doing just the dumbest, stupidest parodies of idol culture and idol anime that could possibly ever exist. But unfortunately, sometimes it just decides to be, you know... Just like an idol anime that happens to feature zombies sometimes, and that's not as interesting. Yeah, yeah. The first two episodes are mo- are basically just a giant parody, um, and they're fantastic. And then the latest four, um, to varying degrees, some some have more parody than others, have been fair to the most part a played straight idol anime. 
Um, I, I tend to agree with Michael Stake. What do you think, John? You named this your, your number one of the season. Do you agree with that? I mean, I absolutely agree that the first episode was just amazing. And I was really surprised at the direction it was taking because this is me coming watch after watching three scenes of Fully Cooley. When I see someone get hit by a vehicle, I'm expecting them to still be alive and have things coming out of their forehead by that point. So I was surprised she actually stayed dead. But the mm, does that count as stay dead? John, you can't spoil the <laughs> best minute of an no, anime. You right, can't, cut that. Spoilers in one minute one does not count. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think, no. and I think everyone at this point knows. I mean, truck. Everyone knows about Truck Coon. Truck Coon's the best. You should all go watch Zombie Land for more Truck Coon. Yes. Um. But the yeah, and and it's like the parody elements were great. But I think, but I think what I do like is that they. I'm going to disagree a little bit and say that they do at least keep the zombie elements interesting long enough. Because there is a lot where it is, it's you know, so there's, it's like you're trying to avoid outing themselves as zombies. They have to put like gobs of makeup on. Is that 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 can't be a spoiler? Obvious. That can't be a spoiler. That's fine. That's fine. But they're trying, but they're trying to disguise themselves, and you know, it sometimes it goes horribly wrong. I mean, and when they they play it off is really hilarious, and all the uh, ways they're trying to like make money and try and become famous, it's it's just so varied and so just outright bizarre that it's just. Like you, I don't know. Like it's supposed to be a deeper plot. There is supposed to be a deeper plot to this. It, um, it hasn't come. It hasn't come out yet. But it is, it is still really. It's just en- enjoyable to watch, just because you just have a great time watching it. And again, what Dylan said, you have to. You, I want to be entertained first and foremost. And this is just. It's just so bizarre and so hilarious that it makes it just a really good. It just makes it so interesting. The characters all play off each other brilliantly. So it's definitely one I would, that's definitely worth seeing for me. Yeah. And I'd definitely recommend this to, uh, it's like, like watch the first two episodes and if you really like it, continue. If not, that that's fine. But, um, this is, it is something special because it's trying to be this, uh, idol subversion and there's just so many idol shows. And that's why I really do agree with Michael that, uh, this, this shows that it's best when it's playing to its strongest elements. But unfortunately, it most, for the most part is, I think, just trying to be a straight up idol show, which is a good idol show, but it's not, uh, special. And the zombie elements are okay, uh, depending on what they're doing i don't really love the recurring thing of them being discovered not being discovered um sometimes it goes it's better than others but really the the two things i, I want to highlight here about the show which stand out uh the top two are one is the legendary Taechan, uh who is uh i think she's the best uh running gag in any anime this season like uh this is uh it, she's got the zombie thing down pat first off we should make sure that everyone also has a little bit of context for this because mm, do you need con- as what, I what context is there as I mentioned before I got all of you to watch this show, this show also had a secret production schedule. Apparently, no one had any idea what it was going to be about itself for the title before it aired. Yeah, they're playing also, in, they're playing into the the craziness of the show for sure. And also, still no one knows who voices the legendary Tai because <laughs> the anime anime community is just up in a roar about trying to figure out who is voicing this girl. Well, she's not talked yet. So this is it's but she makes noises cuz she is they they basically they came back as zombies and they're all basically just humans, but they're zombies but but Tai Tay is uh she's uh, actually a zombie and she was the show has been really brilliant. She's slowly regaining her like humanity and that's been really subtle throughout these first six episodes, but she's getting smarter and smarter. In today's episode, she was like um almost brought uh producer the right thing that he was looking for like <laughs> 
they did a recurring gag with that that was the best part of today's episode um and she's just like getting slowly more competent and like actually dancing with them and uh, really just how the show is handling that character is so incredible and it almost makes me wonder why we're not doing more things like better why we're not it's not it's the show should be better than it is considering how strong that element is but at the very least we do have this incredibly strong secondary element to the show and i think she's fantastic and speaking of incredibly strong secondary elements. Yes, the second, number two, is producer-san. Producer oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The, the best. The producer of the group, he so yells funny. constantly at them. His voice actor's so good. I love Voiced him. by Mamoru Miyano, who is famous for voicing Light Yagami from Death Note, and just like every anime character you've ever seen in anything ever. And he is doing God's work in this anime. He has taken every single ounce of his incredibly long career and channeled it into just being the craziest person who ever lived in this anime. And, and for those and for those watching the and for those watching the dub, it's Rico Fajardo is doing the English dub, which is by the way now available on Crunchyroll. If you are like me before this fall, you prefer if you prefer the dub version. Mm, that's that's not going to go over all. It's in the audience. I cannot um, imagine <laughs> that it's anywhere near as entertaining. I can't. I can't. Ima- I can't imagine that either. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's a really great role, but this is pr- maybe the best anime voice acting performance I've ever seen with the the producer here. He's uh he's so incredible. This is my favorite character by far of uh of of the season, and uh, he's just constantly yelling at them and like berating them, and uh, mostly a way that does not cross the line. And he may have brought them back to life, and is a necromancer, and it's a he very is a producer <laughs> slash necromancer <laughs> slash talent scale. Oh he he uh, feels a lot of roles. The scene where he introduces all the girls is like the best <laughs> voice acting ever. Yeah, and especially when he gets the Tai Chan. That was the best too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it just, it just, and it just cuts off. That was the intersection of those <laughs> two it. incredible elements. Yeah, what, what more does there need to be? Yeah, and he's also like a skilled makeup artist who just makes them look human all the time. Yeah, he's a freestyle uh, rap artist. He's he's just everything. He's good at everything. It's amazing. He yeah. impresses the women. He impresses the men. He romances everyone equally. I don't, know, I don't know if he's uh, impressing too many people, but uh, he's impressing us in and, our hearts. And he ca- and he carries the parody elements of idol of idol culture really well because one of the things about idol culture, at least from what I've read, is that it's all it's a lot of flash in the pan acts, and you can kind of see that in some of the plots because he when he introduces a new um a new a new scheme, it's always they always ask, so when does this start? And he just yells right now and just makes it like seem like this very hurried thing. And I love and that actually just and that I think carries the parody elements a lot through, and it does it in such a in a way that doesn't compromise the storytelling at all. Like it, it flows somehow, which is great. Yeah. Um, he, he, and he in and of itself is the biggest idol parody element they have. Uh, oh, yeah. Him, oh, yeah. Him, him parodying the idol producer. And, uh, he's just incredibly fantastic. Of itself. I wish they would break from the story more, honestly, and just focus on the random crap that we love, the, the funny stuff. Um, but th- I agree with John that, yeah, he, he, it does flow, uh, very well from him into the actual plot of the show. Um, so yeah, Zombieland Saga through six episodes, I think has been, uh, very good. I would love it for it to be better, but at the very least, it had a, like, a legendary beginning and has some, uh, truly standout elements to it. If nothing else, it is a pretty good idol show that occasionally delves into being a fantastic parody of idol shows. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, so yeah, there's Zombieland Saga. Let's move into Bloom Into You, a show we have not talked a lot about yet. Um, no one chose it as their animated the season. Uh, interesting because, uh, um, uh, we, multiple of us are watching the show and we're enjoying it. Um, yeah, John, John, what's your very brief take on, on Bloom Into You? 
Did anyone else get a gay vibe from this anime? Yeah, yeah. So this is a, 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 a <laughs> I, I don't female. Know this is a female female romance <laughs> b- between uh, two high school girls, and uh, basically the shtick is that the older one is in love with the younger one, and the younger one doesn't know uh, how she feels about the older one, but is okay with the older one loving her. So um, that's like the tension uh, as as we're continuing through the show here. Okay, good. So it wasn't just me. Um, I have to say, like, I have this pretty high up on my list, but it wasn't number one. Uh, first off, uh, compliments to the artwork. It is beautiful. Like, I think this might be the the prettiest anime of of the bunch, even if it's. I didn't think it was the best. Uh, the great sharp lines, uh, great use of color, is really nice. Uh, the characters are actually are really good too. Um, you and uh, what's her other name? Uh, Nanami. Uh, they actually yeah, to- Toko. I keep forgetting which one's the name and which one's not, but uh, it's uh, they're both the name. They're both you the and name. To- you and to- I'll just say you and Toko. Um, the chemistry surprising. The chemistry works for me, and I didn't think it would because it was this. It was sort of you know younger, older. Yeah, you know, Toko is very much is very more pushy about the relationship because uh, it, she puts it in a weird. I thought it was going to be a very awkward kind of place, and that's what sort of knocked it down a little bit because I was like, she's saying like, oh, can I love you without you loving me back? And I'm thinking that's a little weird. Like that's kind of it's like if this was a straight relationship, I'd say like that's ah. But as but as as the show goes on, it do, it actually does play really well because you see this really interesting uh, dynamic work where it's like you know she's younger, but now she has the upper edge because it's like you know in this sort of power dynamic, it's so fast. It becomes just a really complex, fascinating thing to watch the more you get into it. And a lot of my versions have, have as I've watched, I've watched the first I think five now. My versions have, have have sort of gone away, and you could see, like, yeah, you might be a little bit more uh, asexual or at least aromantic, but, you know, even she's sort of, like, getting a little bit more confident in herself, too. It's it's a very it's, – it, it's, I'm not sure if I love it yet, but I'm liking it – the more you I watched it, the more I actually kind of liked this dynamic, and I didn't think I would to begin with. So it's definitely worth watching. Nice. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on Blooming You? Oh, finally, a gay anime this season that I can recommend to people that isn't just objectively offensive in some aspect. Uh, dear, uh, c- 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 citrus, yeah. Yeah, dear Osamu Tezuka and wherever anime heaven is, thank you for <laughs> delivering unto us a gay anime that's good and gay. Oh, Lord. It is so hard to find these nowadays. So, so are, those really your, are those your complete thoughts? It's, yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good cute. It's really cute. I think it's probably the best romance just like Beyond Being Gay, it's probably the best romance of the season. I think it's better than mm. Bunny Girl Senpai, actually. Mostly because I don't actively dislike one of the two romantic leads. You know, I find them both interesting as characters, unlike, you know, certain yeah, characters in, in Bunny Girl Senpai. But it's cute. Romance is good. Really hard to find good gay anime nowadays. You should watch it for those reasons alone. But, you know... Not everyone comes to anime to watch straight-laced high school romances. Some people like the explosions, the zombie idols, the action. There's not any. There's none of that in this anime. If you're coming here for any other reason besides watching two gay high schoolers fall in love with each other, you're maybe not going to have a good time. You're... Pr- if if you're coming here to not if you if you watch a Bloom and Sue and you don't want to see two high two high school girls like each other, uh, yeah, there's 
why are you even here in the first place? Though? I mean, yeah, but first off, you shouldn't be. What, what yeah, it's the concept here. of the show. Uh, you're saying that more than one show has zombie idols this season, Michael, because I'm interested now in, in that. Uh, but no, uh, I yeah, think might actually, yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, now it's going to be a genre. Um, yeah, I'm also watching <laughs> Bloom and Two. Uh, I think it's I think the show is fantastic. The it's it's uh, it it really is uh, actually legitimate queer representation in an anime that's not problematic and. I mean, you know, it could be problematic. It's the, what the show is doing is very unclear, um, with, with the, the main plot that I described. So to be determined how that turns out. Um, but, uh, it's, 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 it's at the very least like a show that has had like, uh, confessions and kisses and like has legitimate, um, main pairing that it's exploring in depth. And, um, it's kind of just shocking in, in that, uh, that that is happening in an anime that almost never happens. I think that there, it, this alone makes it possible that Bloom and Two is like the best gay anime ever, just cause this never happens. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I think that the, the, the two characters are great. I love you. Um, she's, uh, she, she's one of my favorite oh, characters of the too. season. No, why you you and uh the the animation is really gorgeous the first few episodes did interesting things with perspective which i really loved the camera work in in the show um we dropped that a little bit but uh it's still a really gorgeous show um the problem is that it can be a little bit slow paced and boring much like all slice of life's and uh i'm a big slice of life defender um and uh michael touched on this as a review everything that's not about the main romance is not interesting in the show so um whenever the two of them are on screen which is most of the time great show the maybe 30 percent of the time when that's not happening we're focusing on like the school uh, presidential campaign or whatever not that interesting um hoping for great things in the last uh what well, six seven episodes from from bloom and teal the, the very least uh great queer romance at the center at the very um, least a gay anime that does not have you know sexual assault in it which yes. is a frequent thing in gay <laughs> anime for some reason yeah so, uh bloom. basically it sum up this is a ba- this is your very standard romance anime but with gays um yep which it makes it special mm-hmm. in of itself the fact that it's done being done so well so definitely check out bloom and Teal. um next and, i want to go and, to and also and also this is being dubbed as well they just started you're it's about they're about two episodes in i think okay um this could, could be a good dub show i don't know I surprisingly I, I, also not the only show with lesbians in it but we'll um, get to that in a bit yeah i, okay. I listened i actually listened to the first episode the dub eh, they make you muse sounds a little too old so interesting okay um yeah use definitely characters supposed to appear very young i think that's crucial mm. on the terror character she sounds uh, like she's like 25 in the dub so that happens sometimes with uh translate with uh different languages and stuff uh yeah. next time to talk about bunny girl senpai in more detail um <laughs> this is another very popular and rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai aka seishu and butayado <laughs> And, uh, this is about, um, it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Let's it's, talk about this in a suitable for work way, shall we? It's about, okay. uh, it's, it's like, it's a romance. The, the guy, the, the, she's like a former actress and, uh, they're high school students and she's a senpai and also she is fading out of existence. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. The, this sci-fi, uh, eighth grader syndrome adjacent, uh, plot line, like, uh, you know, It's your whatever. standard high school romance with some magic teenage major diseases involved you know that sort of thing that sort of thing yeah um looks like we're all watching this show so we can all chime in here andy you were very (laughs) high on this you named your without saying uh but uh you know like without uh, getting into the uh, the exceptions what what really stands out to you about it the the thing that stands out to me is the first three episodes of the show like definitely i think if you're at all interested in like a romance show even if it's straight like the first three episodes of the show are very very good and Specifically, I really love the female lead, May. She is very compelling. 
there are multiple times during these opening episodes that I was close to tears and she she's just really really interesting and you really feel for her when you're when you learn what's going on with her and you learn the the way she feels about things in the world and then unfortunately the male lead in this relationship isn't as compelling but may is so strong of a character that he is raised up by her and so it's just really fun to watch them and it's really maybe not fun near, near the end of the three episodes but it's it's definitely interesting and definitely heartfelt, and I really enjoyed that. After that, it I think it, there's a noticeable dip in quality. I think that's kind of the consensus, not just me. Um, but uh, it's still fun, but there's not as much May as I wish there was. I will correct Andy that it is my right now, because Sorry. we will get comments about that. Sorry, my. Based on what I know from anime fans. I, I'll admit I already that mispronounced Tay. It's fine. Um, yeah. I, didn't say. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's right? <laughs> we're, we're, look, we're watching. In the, I mean, yeah. Don't get uh, on our case, Weebs. My, my son, speak, yeah. Do you speak Japanese? No. Yeah. Get off our case. Probably in, in before comment that does. Um, okay, I want to talk be about. Nice, please be nice to us. We're humans too. Yeah. Okay. This isn't Ruby. We don't need to give that disclaimer. Um, this is. Uh, <laughs> but it is uh, anime. It is uh, Ruby's not anime. Uh, this is uh, Bunny Girl Senpai. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Bunny Girl Senpai next because I actually love the show. Um, and uh, despite two really bad elements, oh. I think the show is thriving. Um, I think this is. And you know, I talked about Release of Spice is my favorite anime this season. I actually think Bunny Girl Senpai is the best anime of the six that I'm watching. And I don't think it's particularly close. I think this is like, uh, in potentially, um, top, top all time tier territory if it succeeds the rest of the way, which is a big if. But the first three episodes, uh, have one of the best romance arcs I've ever seen, uh, straight up. Um, and, uh, yes, the, the main character can, is, uh, super sexist and, uh, annoying, but he's also in charismatic and endearing. And I think he actually is a very good character, despite the fact that he's infuriating sometimes. Um, some people are really into him. I, I, and I get it because he's, uh, the, the show has this like dry, um, they're saying like these, uh, over the top things while talking like really standardly. That's basically the main dynamic between the main character and my son. And, uh, uh, she, it's, it's very endearing, honestly, um, to hear them just like, uh, hit a hit on each other in an overtop way while talking really dryly. That's basically the, the main shtick of the show. Um, and it's, it's really successful. The third episode is, is absolutely fantastic, culminates, uh, this, this incredible romance arc. But, uh, what I think is going to make or break the show is that, uh, this, this is, uh, a horror anime. Like, this is God. a, this is a show that's going to, that's going to go between arcs between multiple different girls, and he's going to have some sort of romance adjacent arc with each girl. We just finished up the second arc with, I don't even remember her name because she's not important. I do Koga. love this. Uh, Koga. I actually do love Komoe. that character a lot. She, she's fantastic. Um, but, uh, she's, uh, we, we just finished it with episode six. And, um, the, the key is like, it, can the show succeed in keeping its main elements afloat while we transition from, from girl to girl to girl? And the most, uh, successful example of this that I've, I've ever seen is Clan Ad, um, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, which is, uh, has a romance, uh, iconic central romance, um, in the first season, but it's also a harm anime that translates between, that uh, goes between all these girls' arcs, but it, it keeps the thread of its main romance in an, in an incredible way. And then we go to the after story, and it's just uh, all-time great. Um, that's my opinions on Clan Ed. Um, th- so it succeeds in keeping its main uh, romance threads despite uh, exploring multiple girls' arcs. Um, I think Bunny Girl Senpai is doing that successfully, Silver. You may disagree, may not, uh, may not, but I think main character in my, I don't even remember his name. Um, Sakuta. They, uh, Sakuta. Sakuta and my. I think that it, it's been threaded really well into the second arc four to six i think it was uh she's a she's a part of every single episode she's uh, the most memorable part of every episode 
episode and we keep that uh, that thread throughout um if it's able to continue to do that, uh, this, this could be really incredible. Um, like, uh, it's, it's, and I actually have confidence because I think it's, it's handling it fantastically so far. So like you can explore other, these other arcs, but keep, keep this main romance central to the show. Um, it's also, uh, has the sci-fi element, um, which for the most part is a non-entity, but, uh, was done really well in the first three with her disappearing. And then uh, recently in the sixth episode, I thought it was incredibly well done. I actually love the sixth episode of the show. So like, that's I think what the, gives- tie, the tie-in to the second arc sci-fi at the end of the sixth episode was done exceptionally well. It, t- oh, it ties yeah. into the beat. It, it like brings the whole thing together. It ties back into the first three episodes. It's, uh, I, I, that's what gives me hope that the series is going to be incredible is the sixth episode is probably my second favorite of the show. And like, so like we're past the main romance arc and yet still uh, it's really thriving so um that 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 gives me a lot of hope so i'm just i'm just really loving what the show is doing so far the two cons um are number one it's incredibly sexist uh this that's just what the show is, you could, is the generous interpretation is that the main character is sexist not the show itself but i think the show itself is also sexist um it's it's i guess it's like if, if you're someone who doesn't frequently watch anime it's not going to be palatable so uh you should probably yeah. not even try but if you're used to the anime sexism it's not enough that it'll turn you off too much i think like and that that's a very cynical thing to say but like m- m- all, uh, most animes are sexist to a certain degree this doesn't go over the top it plays it as uh, most it's 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 it's, it's mostly towards the harmless side. Obviously, none of it's really harmless, but it it, it doesn't go. It doesn't uh, cross any lines. I think um, so. That's con number one. Con number two is that there's this character, Science Girl, um, and I hope really I'm terrified she's going to get an arc. Um, I think she will. Um, oh, Dylan, she's season. in the intro. She will absolutely get an arc. She is really horrible. Um, this is li- she lives in the science lab. This is one of yeah. the worst characters, and she's not even her as a character. But every scene, there's multiple scenes in, in the show where she is explaining some vague pseudoscience concept to the main character, <laughs> and it's so boring. It keep oh doing it. Why do they keep doing it? It's <laughs> you so, want to watch Schrodinger's cat again? Oh, so this what anime about, explain, what this anime explains Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, uh, explaining Schrodinger's cat is now. Uh, is, 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 it's an instant drop territory. The fact that I did not stop watching when they started explaining it's, that is... Sh- <laughs> Schrodinger's cat is on the level of if they start talking about Icarus, like we don't know about what it is. Everyone knows what it is! It's a huge body god culture now! Stop I know, explaining I, it to I, me! Okay, I actually anyway. didn't know what Laplace's demon was before. Well, yeah, I didn't know. That's, that's fine. You can explain that, that, that to me. Fine. That's not a common thing. Um, But yeah, you can't... Uh, anyway, every scene she's in is terrible. The, just, just don't give her arc, please. I mean, maybe do something interesting with her, but uh, boy. So those are the two bad elements. There's enough uh, of the incredible stuff there that i really think this show is really great dylan has unfortunately forgot to bring up the one other bad element about bunny girl senpai which is is it the bunny you know costumes? right in its name that counts as part of the sex i don't know fan service nonsense which is just you know rearing its ugly head all over the place in this show for really just no good reason the bunny girl outfit is completely divorced from any aspect of the show whatsoever it's in the first episode it's in the sixth episode episode, it only exists to like give us just gratuitous shots of a high school girl that no one really should be looking at unless they're in high school and even then it's really just (laughs) a lot i know it's a staple of anime as a genre as a medium everyone's used to it but i just can't not point it out yeah it's 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 true it's 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 not good it's part of the sex yeah i mean i i I will say this the fact that they've made the fact that that was the the intro but and it's like, okay, is this, okay, this is going to be one of those anime, isn't it? I said laughing to myself before I watch it. And then, then you wind up getting this really deep anime with some really cool stylistic concepts to it. And I'm like, wow, this actually, 
and I think Andy said this too, and I'm starting to agree. This show has no business being as good as it is. The name of this show it. is not at all emblematic of what this show yeah. is actually about. It it's, is very strange, and I right. can only assume Rascals. that they called it that to draw in the weaves who came <laughs> for Bunny Girl outfit oh, yeah. and saved yeah. the good show. That's, yeah, it works. There's it, really no other explanation for the name, and the there's that's just it. That has to be the only reason. Now, yeah. I will say this though, um, as far as the con elements still mentioned, I mean, I. I wasn't too bothered by the actually the bunny girl outfit or the fact that it's a harem anime too much. I think one of my favorite animes is a harem anime. My Bride is a Mermaid, which everybody should watch because it's about an underwater Yakuza mermaid tribe and a 14-year-old boy. And that's in the, and that's all I need to say about that. But this anime was really good. Uh, I like the sci-fi concepts in here. It's I think what what it does well is that even though, yes, the science girl in the lab makes it, I think, really slows it down. I think she's just a big exposition dump. Yep. Uh, the, the, the sci-fi concepts, I think, help serve to underline the confusion and difficulty of adolescence. And this show does that very well. It's... And it, it's it's because the, the whole idea of adolescent syndrome, where you don't, where you have this out of body experience, where you don't know what you're, uh, what you don't know what you did. And this character does had a had a really bad backstory that he doesn't quite remember either. But he he goes to the whole trouble saying like, you know, these are rumors. I don't fight rumors. And when you're an adolescent, there's such pressure to conform, go with the trends, and all that. The char- even the characters in this anime, they, a lot of them look like each other. And when you have that concept, it's sort of divorced from reality. It's not it's not hard to imagine your own life as Alice. I mean, we're all grown up by this point, but I remember feeling many of the same feelings. And when something sticks out at you, you know, like a girl in a buddy costume, it you become riveted on that. And it does imp- and creates an impression in your mind. And but there's still a lot of, you know, you still got a lot of the confusion going on, like faking having a boy, faking having a relationship to keep your friends uh, on side. Yeah, you have a com- common uh, thing that happens. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Well, I mean. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Though. I agree. I certainly. Oh, I, I, tapped, I thought you're you, being. I thought you're being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. I, I've I've tapped into the. I think you've tapped into the, the what the show is going for thematically for sure with this adolescent syndrome. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and and here's the thing. Yes, and the science is you know, and I think the science that the science in air quotes. I think it is kind of flat out stupid. But and I do think that if you want, uh, if you want really sort of broad abstract concepts of adolescence, again, fully cool. He's got you covered there. It does. It doesn't rise to that level. But as far as a uh, making that the plot element, having the time skips and the and the couple episodes where it becomes Groundhog Day all of a sudden, next, minus Bill Murray, it actually is. It's I'm not gonna say I'm, I want to say it's great because I think that's a little too broad. It's an intriguing and mentally and a, and a mentally stimulating anime to watch. It's more than just a romance, although I thought the romance with the. Uh, uh, Koga or the the fresh one. I, I like that more than I like the main one. That's oh, my hot take. Get out of here. That, I like that better because they were. Yeah, it was like they're allowed. cute. They're perfect for each other. I want not that. Not I want. John is a beta shipper. Ships the bad ships. <laughs> I mean, it, it was beautiful. It was cute. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it, 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 the fact it held it held up on its own, which I think was was good. But yeah, so you're 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 into the show. Yeah, and it's um and yeah, I mean the first three episodes and this is an episode and this is definitely yeah and also. As an anime, if you only want to watch the first three episodes to see how good it is, they kind of give you that because the first three is sort of like a nice self-contained arc with a beginning, a middle, and an end. So if you if you liked that arc and you want to keep going, great. But you can watch the first three episodes and feel like you got a really good sense of the show. Yeah, you, you could watch the first three and stop. That's fine. Here's um, my one-sentence review of Bunny Girl Senpai. 
Funny Girl Senpai is the melancholia of Haruhi Suzumiya itself if you took the comedy and replaced it with drama. Um, yeah, I think there's there's yeah. some Haruhi here. Um, I, I, I think it's structurally probably going to be closer to Clan Ed, but we'll, we, it's not, not clear yet. Um, we'll see. Um, but it's certainly, I, I, and the, the sci-fi I think has been good enough. Um, and, uh, so I'd rather, even despite science crowd, I'd rather, I'd rather have it anyway. Um, so we're into, into bunny girl to varying degrees. So let's, let's speed up here. Um, so yeah, no, keep thoughts, uh, to, briefly as, as we continue here. Release the spice is the next one we can get into a little <laughs> bit more here. Um, we're all, this is the other one we're all watching, I guess. Uh, this is, uh, probably just because I've been yelling about it in our Discord because I love it so yeah. much. Um, this yeah, is, thanks uh, a lot, Dylan. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Totally Spies the Anime. It is um, gay high school uh, spy girls and uh, action scenes. It moves, the plot moves fast. It's it's uh, it, it's like, it's not the best plot. It's not uh, the best characterization, but it's super fun. Um, it has this uh, really distinctive soundtrack that alternates oh, between... so good. Um, it, I would say it alternates between uh, normal slice of life high school show um dubstep fight scenes and uh spy james bond spy music is what and I they all coexist do. really well together like there's like it's just it's really impressive the soundtrack it's so good the That's opening the, song is just the, the opening song is the opening is fantastic this oh by the way uh, bunny girl senpai is a fantastic opening song um that, yeah, that yeah. and release the spice are my two favorites and uh <laughs> they're very good and uh the, yeah this show is just so much fun um i love uh the main character momo um i think she's she's really great this show oh by the way the show has the uh yuri yuri character designer is one of the co-creators and the character designer of this and these characters oh. look almost exactly like the yuri yuri characters um and it's fantastic because it's that show but exciting um not the yuri yuri wasn't great <laughs> yuri is great but uh this it's it's like seeing the yuri yuri girls in a spy anime and uh it's it's, it's so much fun i i love i love it i love almost everything about the show like there's like some maybe problematic elements there's like uh momo going around looking people for some reason and uh it's 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 just it's just weird it takes all these shots but like uh it's doing so much that it's it's fine like whatever and there's episode four is this like epic um queer romance uh episode between two of the girls it's it's uh, it's fantastic um yeah overall i'm 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 in love with the show this is definitely my favorite here's an actual quote from an actual episode of this show (laughs) did you know that the word spy was originally derived from the word spice yes that's people i see a and word they, they just move on from that right away quote. it's just it's played straight it's a stupid yeah this show is filled with, <laughs> this show is filled with stuff like that but it's so much fun yeah andy oh, brief thoughts oh i really like this show it's really fun i usually don't like shows like this not just because i usually like more plot driven shows this one despite having a plot it, that's not the focus of the show at all. It's nearly slice of life. It's just some weird action stuff going on sometimes. But all the characters are just so fun. I really care about them. I really, all of the six are really, are really distinct. But and I just really enjoy all of them. Momo clearly is the best, and uh, I she just keeps licking people, and I can't get over it. <laughs> she does. Um... And she licks people. They lick. She licks people like. Four missions sometimes too. Yeah. It's oh, it's so- it's flares plot purpose. It's also in like a sexually charged way for no reason. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good. I, I mean, I mean, but that's how you gauge how someone is feeling. For example, Andy, lean over for a second. Okay. Okay. Let's see. You're, he's stressed, but he's ha- he has a lot on his plate, and also, ah, cat hair. Okay. Um. Yeah. That that joke's gonna land. Andy is a cat. Um. John, f- yeah. five second thoughts on release the spice. Um, you call you compare it to James Bond. I thought it was more like Kingsman, though, and Momo's sort of like Riggsy. Uh, it has that sort of very silly vibe to it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It is, it is on its face, kind of really absurd because they eat spice to power up. There is 
there is some gay. Um, I saw that and I was like, wow, this ain't even close to being subtle now, is it? But it's just a, but you get these, again, great character relationships. The mentor mentee relationship is really good. It is bizarre. There is, you know, it's, it's your standard sort of spy thing. Good side. There's an evil, there's an evil force out there. Uh, it's high schoolers who turn into, who, who become secret agents all of a sudden. It is, yeah, there is some of those sexual undertones, which, you know, take it or leave it. But, yeah, this is one of those anime that's just really uh, very, very funny, and it works. Yeah, check ch- ch- release the Spice Idol, at least first episode. It's very fun. Okay, next I want to talk about uh, The Girl in Twilight, Ana- Anasasu Shoujo. Akanasasu Ana- Shoujo. I don't speak Japanese, but... So that was pretty good. Said, yeah. Um, so uh, this is... A uh, group of six girls in high school. <laughs> there's your scene. It's the almost animes. like there's a theme. That's almost like season. this is what all animes are. No, it's not this season. It's all yeah. and um, they take a cassette player and they put in a radio frequency and they're transported to an alternate reality. And the show jumps between alternate reality versions of all the characters. Um, and then there's this middle ground where the show becomes like a magical girl action uh, type type thing too. It's kind of a big genre hybrid. Uh, Michael, you love this show. Oh, this show is the best. Sometimes. Sometimes it's the best. Sometimes it's like, uh, what are you doing? But usually it's the best. I mean, we had like a glowy orange world and we had like a world with marriage police in it. And we had a cowboy world with a cowboy coliseum in it. And there are just like alternate reality versions of the main characters running around all over the place. And they interact with their normal counterparts. And like we had three different versions of a character in one episode one time. And that's just normal for this show, and it's fantastic. The main character's great. The side characters each have their own little arc, which makes them more interesting as characters. So it has the fun, it has the heart, it has the ridiculousness that is anime and clones but not clones. And it's also got a pretty good soundtrack. The animation, the fights are kind of CG, a little eh sometimes, but it kind of fits with the Walkman retro vibe. I really like this anime. Itself for the times where it does the anime nonsense of having the beach episode. Yeah. I was not digging the most recent beach episode of the show, but, um, Asuka, the main character is one of my favorite, you, her and you and Momo, I love all of them, but Asuka is like fantastic. And there's multiple versions of her. So, um, like, uh, City, City Asuka. There are so uh, many nicknames that she comes up with. It's great. Yeah, none of them, have, as the episode said, none of them sticked as much as City Asuka yet. But, um, she's, uh, she's, she's really fantastic. I love the concept of the show. I love the alternate reality hopping. At times, the show is fantastic. Um, I wish that it was more ambitious is my main thing that I would say about the show. I am, I am watching. I'm going to keep up with the show until the end. Um, I wish it was more ambitious. I wish there, three, there's been three versions of someone. Give me 10 versions of them in the same scene. Like, give me, <laughs> give me multiple worlds hopping as, per as episode. As with Zombieland like, Saga, this show at its best is when it's doing the ridiculous cloneception mm-hmm. world hopping nonsense. Yeah. But but and, then sometimes it just stays in a world for an episode and doesn't do anything particularly yeah. special. Um I will say it's very good at, it's been very good at characterizing each of its characters in each individual arc so far as Michael wrote in his review. Um like I like you start off with only a good sense of Asuka and uh we've gotten slowly a better sense of each character. So it's doing that well. Like it's a solid it's a solid show. Um I, I just I think it, it could be better. Um hopefully it'll elevate to that in the second half. Um yeah Andy? Oh, I'll just say that I started this show, and that's kind of your your what you're saying, Dylan. Is kind of why I didn't continue with it. I wanted more of that crazy sci-fi stuff. I wanted more, um, a lot more reality hopping. Sometimes it didn't feel like they were really jumping realities. It felt more like, oh, we're taking a train to a different place in the world instead of really jumping to a new reality. We're just sitting in the same place forever. You know what I mean? Like it. 
I wanted just them to be going all crazy with it. And maybe if, if it does get crazy later, I'll probably pick up the show again. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. They could have just like took it, took a plane to these different places. Um, but I don't know. Hope. Cowboy World was a little, little out there. Cowboy one, Cowboy World was fun, but um, I don't need two episodes. I, I fear um, they might have peaked on Cowboy World, unfortunately. Yeah, Beach Beach World has not been that good so far, but we'll see. We only got first episode as we've seen so far. Okay, it's time. Uh, Sword Art Online. Uh, um, this oh is, boy, it, oh boy. Sword okay. Art Online elicit elicitization. What is it, that? What it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. need to know this it's entire our season. Look, look, okay, our okay, season. look. Here's here's what you need to know. We are blessed because we're truly blessed to be joined oh, by God. the Hashtag number one blessed. number one Sword Art Online fan in the entire world, <laughs> the a true expert on everything Sword Art Online. He's seen every episode probably ten times. Um, <sighs> it is uh, he he's Andy Potter and he loves the show. So Andy, tell us uh, what you think uh, Sword Art Online this year. <laughs> okay, so before I say literally anything else i want to start with yes the first two seasons of sword art online are bad you can find tons of stuff about that we're gonna move right on past that and talk just about this season because it's still bad just (laughs) in different ways now so before this weekend's episode came out episode five I i had a whole rant plan talking about how sword art online is just boring now it's the most boring show ever and dylan i'm sorry if anyone here cares about spoilers for SAO, I'm getting right into them because I don't care. Because I don't care about the people that like this show. Apparently they make like, they do something with a tree for yes. like five episodes. Hey, Dylan, the first four episodes of the show are centered around cutting down a tree that in the world of this show, they've been taking 300 years to cut down. And let me tell you, I feel for the people of that town, Dylan, because <laughs> they need to cut down the damn tree. But on the bright side, no one was raped in those episodes, which I can't really say about episode 5, because episode 5 takes place completely in the real world and focuses on Asuna and her weird daughter AI thing. And to console her mother human thing, she tells her, hey, remember when you were raped in season 1 of the show? I'll cheer you up by reminding you of it and telling you to go save your dad, your, your husband, Kirito. It's like, this show doesn't understand what trauma is, and it's so frustrating. And it keeps bringing up all these horrible harem sexual assault things over and over and over again. But that said, I'm going to watch it the whole way through because I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Andy hates himself confirmed. Um one so, uh, A is not is not that bad, but um, the, you re- you almost make me want to watch this season, given that they spend four episodes cutting down a tree. I want to see how that was accomplished, because uh, how could that possibly be true? Well, Dylan, <laughs> here's how that could possibly be true, because a fad that Andy has neglected to mention is that this ep- this season is fifty episodes long. Yes, every week this year there will be a new episode of Sal, and the first episode is forty five minutes. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. My That's not good. Lord. Okay, yeah, Michael, anything to add here? I can't even with Sword Art Online anymore, really. I don't know how anyone does it. I don't know how Andy has the patience for this stupid show. The first two seasons are bad, barring some okay episodes. The spinoffs are good, if only because they don't focus on any of the characters from any of the previous seasons, which is basically all you need to know about how bad the actual characters of this show are. And the third season manages to make it not even interesting, because at least when Sword Art Online is bad, it's kind of entertaining to watch in a like, oh, this is really terrible, but kind of fun to watch way. No, it's just boring, and it's just the the worst main character of any anime, Kirito, and his blonde clone. 
who I can't even remember the name of him because he's literally just blonde Kirito. Cutting down, it's, it's like yeah. Yu-Yo. Yu-Yo. Cutting down a stupid Yu-Yo. tree for four yeah, stupid yeah, no. episodes in a row. And I it's, I read that review online and I thought, there's no way this could possibly be true. But it's true. It's absolutely it doesn't seem 100% possible. true. No, no, no. The worst part of it is, you know in, this, in, in the middle of the second episode how they're going to cut it down. They just don't do it for two more episodes for no reason. And it's basically just another 46 episodes of this nonsense, everyone. I hope you enjoy okay. it, because we're going to be doing this hey. all year long. Dylan, we're not moving on, because I forgot one thing. <laughs> oh, I yes. forgot. We're not moving on, because, Dylan, so, you know that this whole show is based around VR. That's the whole point of this show. The whole point of the series. Oh, God, don't bring VR. this up, either. No, no, we need to, Michael, because in this season, he's not using a VR helmet, he's using something called the Soul Translator. And so... This show has tried to tell me that some scientists in some shady place found a way to find our souls that are apparently photons and are, like, inside our bodies, and they just stole baby souls and made AIs out of them, Dylan. That is a true fact about this season, and it makes no sense. Baby souls? Did they say the word photons in the show? Yes! Dylan, it's much oh, less no. entertaining in, than you think it is. Yeah, no. It is somehow, somehow this sounds so fantastic. You guys are trying to sell it, man. It is boring. It's boring in the show somehow, and it's so infuriating. Somehow, after like two or three years of Kirito being trapped in death game after VR nightmares, he has not yet learned the lesson that any big budget VR whatever in this world is always bad. He it's willingly stop putting on. You think he'd stop putting on headsets after the first one? He willingly plugs himself into it. <laughs> He's is taking it, it this, upon himself. What is, is it number one number one number game, game is this season? Four? Like yeah. five? I don't know. <laughs> I think Why, who cares? I, it was already unrealistic that he jumped into the next game in season one. Oh like, yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. about that. Everyone just ignores their trauma and keeps jumping into <laughs> VR games, but they should be completely traumatized. <laughs> To all hell, like it, it makes no sense. Okay, Kirito okay. almost dies at the end of the first episode, oh, yeah, which is not a spoiler because I don't care, and I wish he would because he's so stupid he deserves to die, <laughs> but he didn't, and he will continue to be the worst main character in he's existence. With an, uh, an umbrella, though, don't worry. Uh, okay, I I don't know if this makes me want to watch Sword Art Online, but I kind of want to watch Andy watch Sword Art Online now. Yeah, that'd be good just to see him go nuts over this. We need more Andy ranting about Sal. That was the highlight so far. Okay, so we'll go watch Sal. Um, next next show. Don't. Uh, don't okay. Don't okay. Um, next I want to talk about is SSS dot Gridman. Um, you missed an how S. Are you supposed to say SSS. How are you supposed to say it? So it stands for. Does SSS stand for Super Samurai Cyber Squad with an S? For cyber, because, why are they samurai? Uh, I, know. I don't know. It's ba- so it's based on Tokusatsu, which Reasons. if no one knows what that is, it's if you've ever seen Power Rangers or Common Rider or any of those things, it's people dress up in suits and fight other people dressed up in monster suits. In Trigger, Best Boy Studio Trigger was like, but what if we did that as an anime? And turns out it's great because it's Trigger. So it's just notable enough because it's uh. It's uh, Studio Trigger, and uh, they, we've been f- fans of their stuff in the past. But Michael, you sounds like you're not as enthusiastic about uh, the show. No, I'm. Well, it depends. So you know, Gridman being an anime, being a Trigger anime, especially Trigger, known for having some proclivities in the past, and those proclivities relate to an extreme abundance of what we like to call anime fan service nonsense. So of course, there are multiple shots of various parts of. High school girls, long loving shots on bikinis, not so long loving shots on the male counterparts because, you know, 
who cares about those dudes? But, you know, that's just how Trigger rolls. What you're really here for is to see the giant robots fighting the giant kaijus to great soundtracks, and also for the surprisingly in-depth character developments in a show about giant robots fighting giant monsters. Nice. Uh, John, you've seen a little bit of this. Uh, brief thoughts on Gridman. Yeah, I must be one of the oddball weebs uh, around because I want because when it comes to anime, I'm actually not really a fan of the big mech fights. To be perfectly honest, uh, how, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> although I will say I studio I do like Studio Trigger. I'm a big Kill a Kill fan. Uh, that's one of that's one of my favorite animes. But uh, I but you know the characters are good. I think they have a I think it's nice how they have the how they're playing how they're playing it off. It's not just a giant mech fight. There is a there is a nice human element in there too. I'm not. I don't know how much I can really contribute. Could, could contribute. I think. I think uh, it's just like the, the the little bit I've seen. It's interesting enough for me to want to keep going. I like the the humans are humans are interesting enough. The main character who has a memory who has a memory problem, but he infuses into Greedman. I, I think that's how I'm pronouncing his name. Uh, Greedman. Greedman. Uh, Yuta. We must fuse to defeat the kaiju. That was a terrible accent. I apologize. That was probably racist. <laughs> Um, so, but basically, but yeah, but, but anyway, uh, but you know, for some reason I get a bit of a nostalgic vibe to this because this, because it's sort of, it feels like something I would have watched in like the year 2000 when I was like eight years old with my friends at Tsunami. It's Power Rangers. You watched Power Rangers in this. I, there you go. (laughs) They have different Uh, transformations and they combine into the Megazord to defeat the evil monster of the week. That's what this show is. But there's no pink one yet. But other, but yeah, I, I like. But yeah, you know, it's it, it's charming. Like it, I'm not gonna say it's it's not at least the part I've seen. It's not too deep yet. But it's a you know, it's it's a, it's a nice little uh, munchie of an anime if you if you like if you like fighting. I would suggest that everyone maybe watch the first three episodes because episode three is kind of the highlight of the show so far. And if you like episode three, then you'll like the rest of the show. And also, another point that's great about this show it has the best villain of the season and when i mean the best oh I mean, yeah i mean producer coon levels best <laughs> she is okay. amazing me. are you calling producer coon a villain i mean producer might as well be a villain he might be a villain <laughs> he might be like, um, he's probably the villain if but there was a uh, villain in but yeah yeah the, the villain in this like is i, was I won't like, spoil it because wow. it's yeah. great but yeah the i was pretty, like but wow. this villain in this is great over the top and i love it i love yeah, everything I like, about i love i was like i i didn't see that coming that's an interesting take i'm 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 interested now please keep going she is okay. hawk moth levels of camping <laughs> Ooh, okay now I'm, okay. i like campy i'm interested now hawk moth at his at his purple okay edge okay I might, I might i might i might try it now um okay so there, there's gridman uh continuing to go faster through uh goblin slayer oh, is uh, ah! i i i've not seen this but this is apparently edgy dungeons and dragons the show um john you have you been enjoying the show I've been watching the show. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, that's a start. Uh, okay, um, I will. Okay, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to start with what I like. Um, one thing is, uh, one thing they do is that the way they slay they slay the main villain, which spoiler is goblins. I don't know if that. I don't know if I just shocked anybody. They at least, even though it's the same villain most times, they do keep it interesting in the number of interesting ways in which they slay the goblins, and it's you know it's like okay, you know what that's interesting. Like you know you're seeing them thinking, you're seeing the strategy. It is very much edgy D&D. In fact, when I saw the main crew, it actually was it was pretty much exactly what my current D&D campaign's character list is. So I'm like I'm like this is my D&D campaign come to anime. Next to next all this next is to show me some dice. The theme song has dice in. I'm like you could have at least hit it a little bit. Come on. Um 
Yeah, the first episode, I think Michael can back me up on this. It is very gory. It is very graphic. And the one thing I didn't like about it was that, and I, I say this as someone who watched Devil Man Cry Baby earlier this winter, that was gore, that was gory, that was graphic as hell. And but the thing is, I, what they do is that it integrates into the plot. Goblin Slayer struggles with that. If you can make it past the first episode without being viciously offended, you are unfortunately treated with clunky exposition that I have at some point called that I have at points called so bland it makes me turn into Andy levels of frustration. Which is rare for me when I watch anything. However, and this is my hot take, it's getting better by episode five. I got it got me back in it because the dialogue got better. There's a long-term plot that they're working on. And I was all ready to give it up because I was like, this is going to frustrate me because of how bland it is. Yes, the epic exposition is still clunky. It's basically straight the D it's basically straight D D and how they describe characters and uh adventuring and stuff like that. But it's just interesting enough for me to like go dang it i'm gonna keep watching it because i have hope <sighs> okay. yeah i have uh, some thoughts on Go- on goblin slayer so you know how i said that zombie land saga had the best first episode of the season so goblin slayer has objectively the worst first episode of the season <laughs> and i say that i say that with love for fans of goblin slayers because you all should recognize that the first episode of your favorite anime is terrible it is not only offensive in all the ways that you could be offensive just completely unnecessary rape scenes abuse all of the things that you could ever possibly hate to watch in an anime it is also not at all representative of the show as a whole because I watched past the first episode because I was like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. If this is what this anime is, it's the worst anime in existence. But I'm going to watch again the next episode to see if it gets better. And the next episode very, very different from the first episode and so are all the other episodes. So I was very confused why the first episode was so objectively worse than the rest of the series and why why on earth you would start off this series with such a terrible premiere episode? So my advice to anyone who is interested in watching Goblin Slayer is to just not watch the first episode. Because yeah. nothing in it, you don't need anything in it to watch the rest of the series. Just watch episode two. It's more emblematic of what the series is as a whole. And if you like that, then you'll like the rest of the series. And and yeah, and and, and my, Michael's absolutely right. And what makes what makes it worse, though, is like, yes, there is like... There is a rape scene that I mentioned, like because Funimation did dub this. The dub is out available on Crunchyroll. Everybody, if you want to, if you if you like dubs more than subs, but I even I even mentioned to Michael, it, I was like, you know, you could cut all that rape scene out and you lose nothing, which is a big problem. You lose nothing. That, that's yeah, not, you that's, not, that's never a good nothing. sign. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it means, it means that, it's, that's kind of disqualifying. The worst part, the worst part, Dylan, is it's not even. This is based on a light novel that was adapted into a manga, and neither of those two are as explicit as the anime is about it. Yeah, so it's true. even a bad adaptation of yeah, the yeah. thing. I don't yeah, understand okay. whose decision this was. Right, yeah, and it's like, and it's like, it's one thing if like you have gore and graph, gore and graphic scenes that mean something. This didn't. Uh, and, but the problem is like, if you make it past it and you weren't offended, like, like you're really only you're treated to something that. It's like it's I mean, there's there's some serviceable parts to it. If you like slaying goblins and you like the whole idea of, you know, a and d party as anime. I mean, this this is right up your alley. And I know there's people that like it and don't, and can look past that. And, you know, more power to you. For me, it's just like I I just want I don't know, just given the, what we've all seen, what I've seen this season already and what I've seen already in the past. I really wanted it to be 
a better a better written anime that doesn't feel like I'm playing a video game because uh, like there's some because D and D's inspired a lot of shows I'm sure. But, but if you were playing a video game, it would be more entertaining because you'd be playing the, the dialogue. Game. The dialogue would make sense because I don't. It's like there's like oh I leveled up. Oh I have okay, this, okay, this okay, level. I'm okay, like oh like yeah, come so. on. It's like this is not a game. It's a show. Write it as a show, please. I want to like you. I have hope. For you, please don't make me out to be a fool in front of an international podcast audience. Although I probably have already. Too long, don't read. Watching Goblin Slayer is like watching a mediocre Dungeons and Dragons campaign that you're not playing. So what are you even doing watching it? Watch a okay. better. Anime. I'd rather I'd rather play D anD. d Yeah, I won't be checking the show out, but I know other. People but but if it gets okay. episode There's... five, it's act. It could, it could turn around. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. You'll okay. never so, get to episode <laughs> five. You'll quit after yeah. episode one. Ne- no next, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Uh, hey, Andy, what, Andy, what did it? Hey. What is it? And what do you think of it? Uh, that time I got reincarnated as, reincarnated as a slime is another another anime in the isekai genre. Somebody gets transported to another world, but instead of becoming like a swordsman or a magician or something they came in as just a slime like a final fantasy slime just like a ball but he has some abilities that allow him to be really strong like he it's still a power thing like he's still super powerful but the thing is it's in a very different way there's a lot of charm to it and to be honest like i think bunny girl senpai is like the best show i watched this season this is the one that i like I pretty much watch it the second the episode comes out because I'm really excited to see it every every week because it's just fun. There's not there's nothing really deep here. There's no real deeper meaning to anything. It's just a fun show with some really weird RPG elements that you can just kind of get sucked into. And unfortunately, there is still some of that anime stuff of fan service and things like that. On the bright side, everyone involved is adults. And it's all consenting, so it at least has that for it. Unlike Sao and Goblin Slayer. So yeah, is, is, there, just, is there is there slime fan service of uh, there you <laughs> go. the slime fan service from some consenting <laughs> yeah. adult? I don't un- I don't understand uh, what you're talking about with the show, but it sounds interesting. Slime, yeah, it's it's a slime is show, just though. a really wholesome show. Everyone, yeah. it's like with all the Goblin Slayers and Sao's and nonsense isekais that are just bad rip-off clones of each other. Slime returns the genre back to its roots of being a fun time that you want to watch. And uh, I'll take like, these goblins, Michael, yeah. I would take these goblins over goblins, Slayer goblins every day. <sighs> these goblins are the best goblins. I love these goblins. These goblins best, are the best, best goblins, hot take. Yeah, no, no, these goblins are the cutest thing ever. You just want to hug <laughs> oh, them. That's, that's good. Yeah, they're, they're great. That, made, that makes me Everyone okay. in this anime is wholesome, and I love it, and it's fun, and you should go watch this. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, Anima Yell is uh, probably very different. It's uh, I, Anima, I, I'm not... I think it's Anima Yell. I don't know. Anima. 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 I call, I call it Anima Yell. It's Anime Yell. It's uh, <laughs> Animu Yell. Um, I'm I'm uh, not caught up, but I've seen the first three episodes. It's a uh, cheerleading slice of life. Um, high school. Yeah. What? Well, it's yeah. It's it, it's it's but it's boring slice of life. I think it's I think it's going too slowly. The main character is uh, is good. Um, and uh, there's there's definitely some potential here. It's 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 a sweet show. Um, the the biggest thing is that in episode three, there's a fantastic coming out scene by a side character. Um, 
Um, and it's just uh, one of the most uh, like successful and straightforward um, queer representation moments in anime ever. Um, like it's just very random. I need more spoiling it, uh, bringing it up, but you should just go watch for that scene in episode three of Anemio. Um, it's, it's really fantastic. Um, and the rest of the show is, is, uh, is sweet. And, uh, the chair cheer, uh, <laughs> gag is fantastic. They've, I think they've, I don't, I don't know. I'm not caught up in they, it. They, they didn't, no, they stopped it after episode two. They got new gags. It's yeah. Fine. Um, that's unfortunate. John, you really like the show. I do. And here's, I do. It's, uh, yeah, the chair gag I thought was pretty funny. Um, but, and the thing is, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and it's like, okay, it's about cheerleading. It, the main character is constantly trying to get all our friends to join cheerleading. Uh, it's like, you expect it to just be the most irritating, saccharine, annoying thing, but it's it's well written. I love Kahane, the main character. She's just precious. Um, and you can tell they're all, like, really great friends. They're all, like, they all help each other out, though. It's like, there's no, like... The funny thing is, like, they're, they're starting a cheer club, but it's, like, there's nothing really to cheer for yet except for, like, the basketball team. But it, So they're cheering on other people. They're trying to help other people and all that. It's just so constantly chipper and happy but without it getting annoying. And that is a really – and that's down to the really – I think it's the writing and the chemistry between the characters, which is just absolutely great. It really carries the show. Um, it's – there's not much plot. Uh, there's not much plot. It is just, you know, every episode is self-contained. Uh, but I will say this, um, just watching it, this might be the one anime of the list that we have here that I would call the best gateway anime for someone new to anime because it's about cheerleading, which is, even as the show acknowledges, is a quintessentially American thing. I was actually really surprised it even existed in Japan before this show. Um, you can watch it. It's something, it's culturally, it's going to be very familiar to you. It's, there's not, there's, it's nothing too heavy. There's no lore. There's no mythology. You can watch it. You can enjoy the medium and really just have a really great time watching it. And yes, the queer scene was, it was good. It was just matter of fact. It worked well. It ended well. It was nice. It was a nice little side. So yeah, I mean, if you want something not too deep and you're probably new to anime, if you have a friend that's new to anime, put this on for them and they'll probably get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's a straightforward slice of life anime. If you haven't seen a bunch of that, uh, I've seen hundreds of slice of life animes. It's all I watch, and oh. this show is a little, to a certain extent, unremarkable. I so hate I'm, you, Dylan. Uh, um, the, the coming out scene is the remarkable part, and uh, it's it, it's it's fun. But yeah, um, it's yeah, cute. Michael, There's cheerleading. Yeah. I've described it as K on, but cheerleading, and that's basically what it is. Yeah, maybe it gets better. Uh, it's certainly not K on levels yet. Okay, um, before we get into uh, rapid fire section and close out with Michael, special uh, aside to conception. Oh which, my god! Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot. We multiple of us are watching this uh, weekly on our Discord uh, at, during a random uh. anime night, and we make we we, spe- spe- we uh, single out conception to watch a new episode every week. Michael, uh, <laughs> you, you're calling this the worst anime of the the season. So, there are a lot of bad anime this season. I could get into some of them. This one is the only one that is trying to be the worst anime. <laughs> and it really knows it, and I kind of had to give it that award. It is just... there's Where do I even start? So, you know... It's a we don't need to anime. describe a, the whole plot. It's a harem anime. <laughs> you know how harem animes work. It's up in this case. The harem is this guy... His female cousin, yes, who is, who is also part of the harem, because we got to get that incest crowd in... There's some lollies in there, there's some big breast girls in there, and, you know, he has to not only romance them, he has to sleep with them, impregnate them, and bear <laughs> magical star children with them. And it's all based on a game, and the only thing they really care about is not the game aspects, which are a romance 
dating sim slash RPG. They could care less about that, because it's not an advertisement for the game. No, they only care about the nudity scenes in which this guy strips with his cousin, underage girls, overage girls, whatever girls, and they get it on and have a child. But it's not even a hentai, because before any of the actual hentai elements could come along, the worst slash best animal mascot in all of anime <laughs> history... Who is this floating, perverted red panda thing called Mana? Floats by and covers the entire scene up. So it's not even a good hentai. It just Ooh. fails at everything possible. Yeah. Um, here's the thing with Conception. We watch this every week. It's really fun to watch in a group. Like, it's I highly cool. recommend Don't. getting your anime watching friends together and drink and watch Conception because this is really the most entertaining show. Um, it's in a bad way, but it's still really entertaining and it's very self aware of what it's doing. Like, I, I laughed this- for five minutes straight <laughs> on one episode. And without crazy. stopping. Like, ju- just because it's aware that it's bad doesn't mean it's good. Like, I'm not saying that, but it is aware. It is aware of what it's yeah, doing, it's and it is it, it is kind of highly entertaining. I think it's, like, very fun to it watch is- it a group. And the fact that it's so entertaining means it's n- n- not remotely the worst. Like, it can't. I disagree. It can't be the worst. Oh, because, it's not the uh, worst anime of the season. The worst anime of the season is the incest anime of the season. Okay, which- it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a glor- it is, conception is a glorious dumpster fire. <laughs> To yes, put it that, fine. put it that way. Yeah, I had to give it the worst though because it's trying to be the worst, and I, I guess it's succeeding. Yeah, but it works. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to give an anime award the worst if it's just a bad anime. It's, that's that's like awarding something it, that it shouldn't give. It's the room of anime, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yes. okay. kind of. So yeah, con- con- yeah watch, watch Conception if you're with people, or don't, that's what I'm or, or just, just don't. don't, or just don't watch it. You should not watch it. Highly, highly offensive. You should definitely not watch it alone. If you're going to watch it, you have to watch it with friends who are hopefully drunk. If nothing <laughs> yes. else, yeah, that, get, I would get your that. friends drunk. Watch Conception. That's our recommendation. Yes, I agree. Um, okay, uh, before we get into Epic rapid fire, Michael, any further thoughts on Double Decker? Uh, it's the best anime, and it is secretly one of the most progressive animes. And the fact that none of you three are watching it is. Highly offensive and just but really. Nobody's heard of it, it, Michael. Yeah, Michael, you didn't start talking about this until a few weeks ago. I, I, I went ago, from I went from it, not yeah. knowing it existed. I am I am intrigued now, so I might check it out. But, just um, reflective of all of your poor decisions in anime watching this season. Look, I'm of- sorry that I'm too busy watching good anime like Conception to uh, watch <laughs> Double Decker. Okay? Yeah, and all my decisions come from you. A lot of them came from you, Michael. So who are you saying had bad decisions? Yeah, you let us down some. Most of the some- most of the main cast is females. There are two of them are gay. One of them is a robot. There's a trans character. There's a pro union character. There's a very snarky narrator. It's just, it's just really the best. It's great. The ending song is the best ending song of the season. I so, love everything about. It. If you ever watched Tiger and Bunny? This is by the same people who made that, so it has a good pedigree. Nice. Okay, check out Double Decker. Uh, rapid fire round with Michael. He's seen a bunch of other shows that he wants to talk about. Twenty seconds max, Michael. Okay, on these. Okay. Um, actual rapid fire. Golden Kamu. What is this? Uh, Golden Kamu. I think John's actually watched this. No, I haven't. I just recognize the word Kamu. Okay, Golden Kamu is Nat Geo meets Battle Royale. It has a historical element, and it also has a dude fighting and killing a bunch of people element. And it also is very representative of the Ainu people of Japan, which are an underrepresented minority people. And it is very... It handles that actually pretty well, surprisingly, for an anime. Wait, did you say kind of that friend. geo, like, like National Geographic? Yeah, like National Geographic. At least okay, I just want to be clear. I want to be clear. At least 10 minutes of every episode are dedicated to explaining various Ainu cultures in like an actual down-to-earth real facts kind of way and it's very odd to see in an anime where it's just like no this is just like real history facts oh okay sure 
it's also really entertaining. And, you know, okay. it's pretty it's good. Uh, jo- Jojo. Oh, Jojo. Who here has watched Jojo? No one. Everyone. A couple, a, a couple episodes of Stardust Crusaders. Okay, everyone who's listening has watched Jojo. If you've watched Jojo, you're already watching this season of Jojo because it's Jojo. Jojo is the dumbest but also smartest anime in the Shonen Battle anime series. They're big men. They punch each other with their magic spirits in surprisingly ridiculous but kind of intelligent ways. It looks great. It's Italian. It has the best opening of any anime this year. You should watch JoJo. It's fun. The hair is amazing. There are no girls, and any girls in it are critically underrepresentative. It is probably very sexist, but it is also very entertaining. Probably. Okay. Um, so there, there's JoJo. Uh, Mrs. Miss Vampire. Miss Vampire is the cutest anime of the season. Assault maybe for Miss Beelzebub, but I don't know. I kind of like Miss. I kind of like Vampire Girl better because it's also gay. The main character is really gay. The vampire girl who she's in love with is also pretty gay. Everyone that's around them are also pretty gay, and they're very cute, and it's kind of funny. And that's all you really need to watch. Yeah, I watched the first episode. It was it was pretty good. I might I might continue at some point. Um, Run with the wind. Run with the wind is another sports anime. Itself, it's not as repetitive as all the other sports animes, which involve mostly tournament arcs of increasingly powerful teams of ridiculous anime boys with ridiculous anime powers. This one is actually about marathons, and it is based on a novel. Not a light novel, not a manga, an actual book, which is why it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I have to read a book. I only understand animes based on mangas. That's all I understand. It's based on a literal book. And it's good, that's, and it's the best sports thing. thing of the entire season. It's even better than the KyoAni thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, five seconds on the, the KyoAni this season. Uh, did you watch Free? This is Free, but with archery. It's not as good as the one about boys running. You should watch the one about boys running instead. Okay. Um, Banana Fish this year, what's up with that? Andy, do you want to talk about Banana Fish? Uh, I'll talk about it real quick. I'll just say that um, if you like... Male on, if you're looking for a male-male relationship show, this is the one you've been waiting for. Unfortunately, um, Banana Fish is a, unfortunately, it's hard to recommend because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of sexual assault. There's almost no women in this show. I think off the top of my head, Michael, I think I can think of two women who show up more than one episode. Um, but other I can't that, even think of those. I don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, the, it doesn't I... matter. But the point is that this, this show it just really tackles a lot of things like sexual assault, um, drug use. Prison, it takes place in mostly New York City, Manhattan. It, it, it's hard, because it's very, very in-depth with those things. So, if you can't handle sexual assault, you can't handle the way it's shown, it's definitely shown as a traumatic experience in this show, but it, it's hard. It's difficult to watch, I'll say that. The Banana Fish is really gay, it's also really dark and really violent, and really oh. mature in all of its themes. If you want to watch it for the gay, uh... I don't know, maybe watch, you know, Bloom Into You instead, because that's a light, fun gay theme. But if you want to watch a really adult, mature gay thing, then watch Banana Fish, because that's what that is. But also, it's the good. gay does happen very early in the series. Like, it's not like they run around it. It's very early that it starts. Yeah, it's pretty explicit. It's like yes. actual gay gay, not Yeah, there's gay. a kiss in, like, episode two, yeah. I think. It's really okay. good. Nice. Uh, Michael, final one minute on any other shows you want to bring up, good or bad. <sighs> Do you want to know what the worst anime is? Yes. Okay, so the worst anime. I thought is, it was Conception. No, the worst anime is a tie between Ulysses and what is the name of the Syscon anime, Dylan? You'll have to remind me. Yeah, of. My, sister, my, my sister, my sister, my writer. 
Okay, oh, so my, which I'll start with my sister, my writer. My sister, my writer is a CISCON anime. If no one knows what that is, that is a main character is fall falls in love with his little sister or vice versa. It, it draws on such fantastic predecessors as Ori Emo and Aromanga Sensei and all those sorts of incest animes that everyone loves to watch for some reason. I don't know why. But this one's just the worst. The animation quality is terrible. There's a lolly in here who's 20 years old just to make sure that, you know, it's legal, but she still looks like a 10-year-old. So you she can looks still... like a toddler. She looks like a toddler, but she's supposed to be 20, so you can know, you can go do your thing with that. It's just the worst. Everything about it is lazy and terrible, and the people in it don't know that they're making just a bad anime. And the other contender is Ulysses, which features another 10-year-old girl who gains superpowers. Oh, by the way, based on Joan of Arc, real-life person who was actually really cool. And you should based read. on seems, sounds a little... And you should really read about the actual real-life person Joan of Arc, because in this version, they completely just ruin everything about her by having her be a little girl with su- who gains superpowers by making out with a fully-grown man. Oh, God. And, they sh- and by making out, I mean they show it, because there are shots of tongues. Oh, God. God. It is. In a show which has a, sh- a slime as a main character, it is the grossest, slimiest anime I've seen all... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think Michael made this one up. I've, I haven't heard of this outside, <laughs> outside of... Uh, <laughs> Dylan, I'm Dylan, not convinced Mike... That's good. You should... <laughs> Yeah, you should read Michael's review on the Ulysses one. It was very funny. Um, that's the... That, this, this might not exist. I'm not sure. Anything else, Michael? Uh, I think I've covered... Okay, we've covered it all. All the anime that's uh, and if and if it's not covered here, check out Michael's article at overlyanimated.com. All of the anime that's fit to watch, I've covered. Yeah, we've also it's... covered some stuff that's not fit to watch. <laughs> well, I've covered a lot yeah. of things that is that are not yeah. fit to watch. Yeah, so uh, potentially we'll be back uh, at the end of the season, maybe to revisit some of these shows. We will see how uh, that turns out. Um, some of them are fifty episodes long, so you yeah, know. yeah. Uh, we'll have regular yeah. check-ins with Andy on Sab. Don't worry about. I that. I mean, I and, guess uh, if we do this again for winter season, we can check back in on Andy because that'll yeah, be <laughs> that's true. Every season <laughs> we'll come back to since it's fifty episodes. We'll be here next year, and it'll <laughs> just be wrapping up. We'll see if Andy is still sane. Then I will not be. Spoiler alert, I will not be. We'll get Andy's take on the finale of 50 episodes of SAO when we come back this time next season. Yeah. What we'll, we'll, the finale is just Kirito saves everybody, like 100%? Okay, okay, we can help him. Can help him. <laughs> I hope it's him cutting down another tree, really, because that'll, oh, that'll, that'll, that'll tie it all back together. They called it the demon tree in the episode. The demon tree is going to come back. I, I'm just ready for oh, it. I hope okay. the demon tree oh. is the final boss. That would just, make, that would just be the bookend. The story. fact that Andy can't help himself but the continue to speculate fact, uh, proves to me that he loves this show. No, the I fact that there's a demon so- tree is nuts. It's great. Okay, so let us know what you what your favorites have been this season. We can you can uh, check the article out at overlandmade.com, click on it. Uh the podcast uh, thing and you can leave comments there on Michael's article as well. If you're listening on YouTube, youtube.com slash overlyanimated, you can leave comments there. Let us know um what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying. Um uh, tell us your thoughts on Sal and why Andy is wrong and yep. uh, it's tell fantastic. Me, tell me why it's okay to watch this show. Yeah, please. Oh, you yeah, he genuinely takes, wants to know. If you want some more hot takes, I have hot takes about all the favorite anime. Hey, all you Tokyo Ghoul Re fans, you're all wrong. It's a terrible adaptation and a terrible anime. Come fight me.
Okay, yeah, more on that in his article. Um, hot, uh, shots fired there. Um, you can uh, talk uh, talk our anime channel on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord, if you want to talk about any of these shows. And you can support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sam, a.k.a. Suitcase Sam. And thanks as well to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, and, uh, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com, including such pseudo-animes as Ruby and uh, <laughs> Castlevania and... Uh, uh, I don't know. I've a uh, ladybug all kind of trying to be anime. Um, check all uh, that. I, I, I guess Dragon Prince was an anime because you Dragon Prince earlier. I don't um, know. Yeah, Ruby has more uh, yellow if you like that. There, are, there are some new animes coming out about the Pacific Rims and the... Oh. Uh, yeah, oh. Net- Netflix uh, ordered oh some anime, in quotes, which were just American shows. So uh, we'll find that at... Uh, if we'll, we'll be talking about those, with it, I guess. Uh, yeah, Pacific Rim uh, adaptation. That's interesting. But yeah, all that at overlandanimated.com. Let us know what you thoughts of any of this, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, Michael, for our hard work this, this, this season with all the anime. See you again in two months, everyone. Mm, interesting <laughs> for more anime never stops thanks for never guys. stops we'll see you then bye bye, bye. take care <laughs>